millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Carlos Boozer, Tyrone Hill, Joey Devine, Sagana Jop, Ricky Davis shooting his shot, Sean Keen, Tier Brown. Vernell Lufe, Bimbo Coles, Musical Guest, Edward Sharp, and the Magnetic Zeros, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi. Longest one ever. All right, wow. it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock. I'm here. With a late night, off night record. Oh with yeah, Sean baby. Keen. How are you, Sean? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, I missed basketball tonight. I'll say. I did. Uh, I was even. I was even talking to my lady friend, and she was a little, honestly, a little disappointed that there was no basketball on. We had to watch wow. Master Chef Junior instead. We we also watched Master Chef Junior in my household. Uh, my... uh, ding dong, the Remy's gone. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> In your face. Um, Remy, who, who's that the... for our non existent Patreon? Uh, who's the. Pressure Test Jr. Yes, yes. Uh, that... <laughs> MasterChef Jr., the child version of MasterChef. Yeah. Uh, um... Where we slander children. <laughs> we're real mean to those kids. Like, uh, if you thought those Andrew Polk tweets were bad, you got to sub- subscribe to our Patreon that doesn't exist where we talk shit about children who cook. Yeah, look. All right. Look, Shane the Train, don't listen. Um, all right. Uh, should we just get straight to it? 
Yeah, let's get straight. I mean, we just. I mean, yeah. Since we've recorded, well, no, we recorded. I don't know the other. Yeah, since our last podcast, the Celtics closed closed things out, mm-hmm. and the Warriors and Rockets closed things out. Yeah, and there we go. Okay, end of podcast. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, no, let's get to the news. All okay. right, news. Um, Paul George, Sean. Yes. Getting knee surgery. Wow. Did how many how many knee surgeries has this been for Paul George? Seems like it several, right? Seems like a bunch. I mean, I can't. I mean, I do remember his leg snapping in half, which was not technically his. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's that is just a compound fracture. He broke both both bones in his leg, and then uh, you know, he's back for the last couple games of the year. Uh, yeah, it seems it seems like a bad bad timing. Mm-hmm. for him to uh, have hurt his knee. I mean, it seems like it's only... Uh, they say it's only a six- to eight-week injury recovery. And it seems like this is like... Sometimes people just get scoped in the mm-hmm. in the offseason. But it's still it's still surgery. Yeah. Uh, I believe they called it a minor cleanup. I just have no uh, friend idea. Friend of the show, that. Zach Harper, had the best tweet about it. What was that? Uh, he just said procedure P. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a great Gatorade commercial where, um, no, <laughs> where uh, Terrence <laughs> Ferguson actually starts leading him in some rehab. And <laughs> why we haven't talked about this? Okay, why Terrence Ferguson? Well, so last year, his co-star in the Gatorade commercial, in kind of an embarrassing way, was mm-hmm. Joe Young. His cousin, yeah. Who is his cousin? Okay, and that was yeah. the reason. Also, like the 12th man for the Pacers. Maybe not even the 12th man. Yeah, I think he might be out of the NBA now. Yeah, he may right? have just had like the Zoran Dragic <laughs> roster mm-hmm. spot, you know. Uh, Joe Young, did he play in the NBA last year? Uh, yeah, he was actually still on the Pacers. Right. I mean, I don't think he's coming back next year. <laughs> oh. I mean, he's now currently out of the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. I don't think anyone's going to sign him. That's probably... He did play 53 games. But, you know. Uh, I think they might keep him because he makes so little money. They can bring him back for... Well, I don't know. Uh, team option for $1.6 next year. So... Hmm. Probably not coming back. The Pacers actually have a lot of weird stuff they could do this. Anyway, doesn't matter. Joe Young, congratulations on being one of the top 430 or so players in the NBA. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's very um, good. Look, he made he's made he's made uh nearly three and a half million dollars in this NBA career. Great job. He's definitely worse at basketball than Terrence Ferguson. Right. Uh, he definitely. I think he's probably better right now. But uh, yeah, Terrence Ferguson has a lot more upside. I think Joe Young was a very good college player. If I'm, if I'm, I just wish mistaken. that commercial had Alex Abrinas in it. Is really what I'm saying here. Yeah, three years ago, Joe Young was the <laughs> Pac-10 Player of the Year. 
which is some rare air that only Dylan Brooks has hit recently. Cool. All right. Um, <laughs> so my question for you, Sean. Yes. Is uh, will OKC fans burn MRI machines in protest of Paul George's knee surgery? Um. Yes. Yes, they will. MRI machines. I think so too. I think they might burn some knee braces. Um. He's not coming back though, right? Does this knee surgery have any impact on the contract he's going to sign? See, Windy, good old Windhorst, mm-hmm. I said today, thinks that actually it gives OKC a better shot of bringing him back because they're still the only team that can give him five years. Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, Was, was Royce Young pointing a gun at him when he said that, though? <laughs> Oklahoma's an open carry state, right? Um, <laughs> no comment. Um. <laughs> Boy, I got to say, the recent Pac-12 Players of the Year, uh, it's not after J- – after like it's Kevin Love one year, it's James Harden the next year. Since then, you got Randall, Derek Williams, Alan Crabb, Jorge Gutierrez, I can't even – Nick Johnson, and, of course, Jakob Pertl. Um, I remember Nick Johnson. Nick Johnson played for the Rockets briefly. Yeah, he, he was had drafted. some sweet dunks. He was drafted by the Rockets. He is he's currently an Austin Spur. Cool. Um, good job, guys. Good job, Pac-10. Um, he was traded right, uh, in the in the in the exciting Ty Lawson trade. Sure. Um, <laughs> I think Wendy is wrong, though. I'm pretty sure Paul George is leaving. All right, let's just move on, though. Yeah, whatever, uh, man. He's hurt, but what, it's gonna—he's not gonna be able to fish for for five to six weeks. I but think he can still fish. You think you so? Can fish with your leg up. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. He's gonna need a, like a, a a good captain. <laughs> um, speaking of captains, uh, and the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, Nick Collison finally retired. Ah, uh, Darren's Darren's older brother. <laughs> Nick Collison. Um Mr. Thunder, which is one of the more insulting NBA nicknames out there, I would say. He was also now I believe Kevin Durant is the only uh Seattle Supersonic in the league. I think that's that's got to be right, right? I mean, I can't remember if Damian Wilkins weirdly played somewhere. Like last in the year. NBA I think last he year, he might have briefly well, Nets, played somewhere. I, I want to say the Nets yeah. <laughs> signed him to a deal because now, so, like this, Damian Wilkins is one of those players where usually this doesn't happen. Where I'm like, did I see that in an NBA game or in the Big Three? <laughs> uh, he was he was signed by the Indiana Pacers, and yeah. he played 19 games this year. Mm. Those so, the, those were the games Joe Young didn't play in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why did they have a 38-year-old Damian Wilkins on their roster? Like, that maybe could have been a roster spot. Like, like, did signing Damian Wilkins lose them their chance to beat LeBron? No. I don't think so. <laughs> he's, probably a, he's probably a good guy to have around. Uh, but, yeah, do you have any Nick Collison memories you'd like to share with the podcast, John? 
I just remember uh, how super clever it seemed that Sam Presti had given him all that money and then the contract mm-hmm. declined for so many years. Mm-hmm. But then, like, somehow Nick Collison's contract was still putting them in luxury cap hell because it went on too long. And, uh, I mean, ultimately, it probably. Do you think it led to the trade of James Harden? Probably not. No. Probably not. Um,. <laughs> They didn't He's, have to trade James Harden. Is it <laughs> is it only is it only reserved for um white players to have this kind of career? Like in Oklahoma. Hmm. I guess Oh, I guess, in Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> played... I don't know who the replacement is going to be. I mean, Stephen Adams is too good. Mhm. Um it would have been Cole Aldridge or Mike McGarry, but they're gone. Yeah. He played 15 games this year. So he played... They're going to... You know what they're going to do? What's that? They're going to trade Carmelo Anthony for Blake Griffin, aren't they? Oh, my God. Uh, that would be an incredible move for the Pistons, Right. I mean, yeah, Just let, but like, doesn't that make sense? Feels like Mello would maybe like start some small businesses in Detroit too. <laughs> Business Mello well, taking advantage be, of the low rents. It would be one of those weird things where it's like Mello's finally coming where he should have gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you my Nick Collison memory. Uh, the 1999 McDonald's High School All-American Dunk Contest. He did a dunk that is not as good. I mean, it's this. It's the only other dunk I can think of in the same genre of the David Lee shirt off dunk. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Where he did a cartwheel <laughs> <laughs> before he went up for like a regular dunk. <laughs> He did not win, though, like David Lee. <laughs> uh, uh, listeners, I highly recommend looking up the David Lee McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest. Oh, It is really something. In your face, James Flight White. Um, so, Nick Collison, he's, he's just going to be the coach there next year, right? He should. He should just take over. And then, like, I mean, not the head coach, but like, oh, I thought you meant the head coach, and I was like, yeah, let him broadcast. He can be Oklahoma City's uh, Tommy Heinsohn. Except he does not like Oklahoma City. I oh. don't think. Oh, he really likes Seattle, right? Yeah, he and Durant are both the ones who like talk about how much they miss Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russell Westbrook about. His comment about Nick Carlson retired was just all caps fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, look, I like Nick Carlson. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's a good player. But... Uh, he was a pretty good player. He was really good when they had Luke Ridenour in Seattle. Um, hey, he lost a mellow like, in the national championship game. Feels like 200 years ago. Um, I'm going to say not a legend. No. I do think the Thunder will retire his jersey. You do? Mm-hmm. 
Why? Because he's Mr. Thunder. And because <laughs> he was on the team so long. He's like... I mean, I guess I guess Westbrook has been in Oklahoma City the exact amount of time, but... See, I assume Westbrook's the first jersey they retire. I just think they might do it for Collison because it's going to be such a bummer when, uh, you know, Paul George leaves and Blake Griffin is on the entered list next year. Oh, so you think they're going to do it next year? <laughs> yeah. That seems insane to me. But, I mean, I guess they do have to retire. They don't have Middle any Middle of the year? Numbers. Come on. It, like, you got to honor a white man first in Oklahoma City. That's what they understand. Tell Collison to put on his his, his crispest polo shirt. Just bring that, bring that skinny number four jersey into the rafters. Um, all right. Let's talk about another former Thunder big man. Um Mm-hmm. Ennis Cantor, Sean. Oh, Ennis! Uh, yeah, we the I, coolest I man in the NBA. No, wait, he is a giant dork. <laughs> um, I meant to ask you <laughs> this uh, on Tuesday when we recorded with Eric Freeman, but uh-huh. I forgot. Uh, did you see this story about Ennis Cantor trying to get LeBron to come to New York by through taunting? Yeah, I guess. I guess when he was. Uh, arguing with LeBron earlier this year and called him a queen or a princess. Yeah, very cool. A cool, cool gender shaming, Ennis Cantor. Yeah. Really He's cool. He's such a cool dude. What a cool guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so he, what did he post an Instagram thing that was like, if you really think you're the king of New York, why don't you come and sign and play with me, this dickhead who yells at you all the time. <laughs> Also, I might be kidnapped by paramilitary <laughs> agents during a game. I mean, that part is cool. I mean, I guess. And the, the like the fact that he'd be escaping a kidnapping from guys is fine. Which famous New York Knicks fan is uh-huh. most likely to help Ennis Cantor in a uh in in a like kidnapping situation like 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 they've they're trying to trap him like during a timeout or something yeah they're just gonna cover him in a net and drag him back to turkey yeah i think like three guys are on the court with a blackjack yeah about to hit him over in the over the head in the huddle which famous new york nick fan is gonna is gonna warm him i think the guy who's gonna be trying very hard but not necessarily like he'll be helping him in the sense that he's getting out of his seat and running to the court to participate but I don't think he'll actually be of any assistance is John McEnroe see I was also going to say it's John McEnroe John McEnroe absolutely just yelling at him like what are you doing (laughs) look at that I'll tell you who's not. It's not from a democratically elected government. This is ridiculous. (laughs) You know who's not gonna (laughs) This is over the line. (laughs) Uh, Kidnapping is wrong. It's over the line. Um, uh, Woody Allen is not gonna help. He isn't gonna do anything. He's gonna like (laughs) pretend he didn't see it and then like start quiet. I could see Woody Allen. I'm going to go further than that. They're going to announce, like, 
oh, hey, uh, you know, Woody Allen's going to be shooting a couple movies in Istanbul. They gave him a lot of uh, tax breaks, and, uh, you know, he's going to be making a movie with um, Jason Biggs um, <laughs> and uh, Jennifer Aniston, you know, just some trash movie, and then it's going to turn out that Woody Allen, because he got that movie deal, sold out Cantor. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, Woody's not in his seats tonight. Who's, who is in there? Two swarthy men. <laughs> I think Larry uh, David might accidentally thwart the kidnapping because he was he upset about something he won't else. He be there. Oh, you're right. He isn't. Yeah, he's not. He's not. I'll tell you who else is going to be of no help. Mm-hmm. David Duchovny. Nothing. You want to know why? Why? Looking at porn on his phone, dude. Oh, he's... It's, During those times. It's, it is an addiction. It's an addiction. Uh, <laughs> what do you think Spike does in that situation? I think Spike tries to help, but the giant the giant men just kind of, like, hold his forehead while he yeah. windmills. And also, like, 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 he's probably wearing a jacket that's got so many patches on it. It's like, like Spike's mobility isn't quite there anymore. Or do you I think... do think... I would like to hear... Uh, um, Walt Frazier call the attempted kidnapping of his cantor <laughs> by those ho- by uh, that horrible dictatorial government, uh, where he's like, "Ooh, that's Ooh. an extra special edition." Yeah. <laughs> Which is there a Knicks fan who could have thwarted it? but is going to resist because he's pretty sure that that $18 million salary would be off their cap. Uh, Donald Sterling. That's not Donald (laughs) Sterling. uh, um, You know, uh, James Dolan. Sorry. Oh, well, well, I think Dolan's loyal. I think Dolan is ineffective, but he'd be like, I don't think he'd really do anything, but he'd be just yelling like bluesy things like, hey, man, that's not cool. Get your hands off that man's licorice stick. I'll tell you what. You know what? If this happened, though, it might lead to Charles Oakley being back allowed in Madison Square yeah. Garden. Yeah. Because there's no way Charles Oakley would allow this to happen. Oh, no way. Yeah. He'd be like throwing dudes and. Yeah. And I think. He would throw Spike Lee at, at the dudes. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like in the old Marvel comics when Colossus would throw Wolverine at the Sentinels. Um. <laughs> Do you think now with Kylo Quinn, um, I think I think even with his affinity with the Jewish people, because he's bar mitzvah man, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he'd I think he'd step in in just the spirit of brotherhood. Oh, for sure, all of the all of the teammates I think would help. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is a good good guy to have. They're too busy paying attention to the the new coaching. The huddle that their new coach Fizz is having. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, he said he wants Lance Thomas to be his Draymond Green. Hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know about that. I like Lance Thomas. He's like a good player, but I mean. I mean, look, if he's playing Lance Thomas more, great. Yes. I think the idea that what he's basically saying with that is when. when Kristaps Porzingis comes back, I want him to play center. So Lance oh, Thomas, yeah. get used to playing as a big man. Yeah, you're going to really be a point four. 
Um, uh, by the way, uh, Ennis Cantor has a player option, and yeah, the that Knicks... was the other thing I wanted you to mention. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks weren't. I guess they weren't super enthusiastic uh, about this. I would say uh, because they, so they were um, on MSG Network. They asked him about, um, you know, like, oh, well, like is. Is Ennis Cantor, like, you got a new coach. Is Ennis Cantor going to be part of it? And he said, Ennis says he wants to come back. <laughs> like his, quote was, his quote was not anything about the Knicks. He just said that uh, Ennis wants to be here in New York. And then they were like, well, so what's your next move? And he said, ah, it's, it's his move. He's got to choose to opt in. That is not... That is not a please opt in, Ennis Cantor. We would love to have you here. That yeah. is, you said you were coming back. I mean. What if they just traded him back for Mellow? What if they both were just like. <laughs> this is just... where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> like, is is Ennis going to be able to get on board? Oh, he he totally would block out rebounds for Russ. Yeah. He's a great, he's a great teammate. He did it last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's He knows the drill. Yeah, that would be kind of amazing though if they just reverted to like a weird late '90s double post offense with Cantor and Adams, and suddenly we're like, I guess the, I guess the Thunder are just going to try to grind out 88, 84 wins now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think yeah, anyone's trading for Melo. I don't think so either. <laughs> I think he's going to take the Dwayne Wade deal. <laughs> Where he takes like five million less and then leaves. Yeah. And then goes to LeBron's team. <laughs> Just because he's like, I can do this, I think. <laughs> what if what if what if they, they bought him out and Mello was just like he goes to the Orlando Magic because he just wants touches? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I still think I'm a first option. I couldn't do that, so I left $11 million on the table, and I signed a minimum deal with the Orlando Magic. And I'm, I'm He's like a Phoenix Sun. <laughs> <laughs> he won't pass to Devin Booker. Um, <laughs> it's time for Iso Mello. <laughs> Mello kind of uh, belongs in Phoenix. Uh, so Dwayne Casey was named Coach of the Year. And Brad Stevens, yes. uh, America's favorite incel. America's America's nicest incel. He's not asking for much, except a one hundred percent sex ever again. Yeah, and a hundred percent commitment to defense uh, on every possession, and uh, that that includes protecting his penis from sexual contact with another human being. Um, or got robots. zero votes for Coach of the Year. Yes, and Twitter is very upset about this. Yeah, which is who votes for coach of the year? Is it writers or is coaches. it coaches? Oh, it's the other coaches. Coaches. So the other coaches, yeah. nobody voted for him. Zero votes. Yeah. So does that mean the other coaches are are jealous, or are they like? Do, do they just not think he did a great job, or is he like off putting somehow? I mean, it is pretty off putting that he's like a. Uh... He was a wooden puppet that a uh, blue fairy made come to life. Yeah, and he keeps insisting that's that awful. there are no strings on his offense, and that's weird. Yeah, but in the Ultron voice. 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. God, what a bad villain. I watched that recently. Oh, my God. Um. You know, like like a sassy old man who's kind of annoyed by everything. Um. Jesus. Can we make this robot sound like he just woke up from a nap, please? Because James Spader's going to be... Retur- I'm, I know I signed a $7 million contract for this voiceover, but I will be recording all of my lines lying down. Will that yeah. be a problem? It's not a problem on the show where I portray Red Reddy. <laughs> <laughs> the most seated protagonist in the history of television. And that includes that show where the guy in the wheelchair is a cop. I think we talked about this already, so we should move on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, The other other most seated person in a movie uh, just shouts to Anthony Hopkins for being in three Thor movies and taking seven total steps. He even goes to sleep in the second one. Yeah. (laughs) He's asleep the whole movie. (laughs) Um, all right. <laughs> um, sorry, Brad, Ironside is the Ironside no is what I'm thinking. Of. Sorry, what's that? Why do you think Brad Stevens got zero votes from his peers? I think the other coaches maybe don't care about the award that much because it it seems like a lot of the times it just kind of goes to the team that comes in first or the team that improved a lot, and so I could see people just saying like. You know, I mean, Brad Stevens, uh, he lost Gordon Hayward, but he still had Kyrie Irving and Al Horford, who are still two better players than anybody on the Toronto Raptors. So you could kind of argue that, like, even if Gordon Hayward got hurt, uh, he he doesn't have any, like, a bunch of high lottery picks in his rotation and, you know, superstar Kyrie Irving. And Toronto finished ahead of Boston. So I could see, see the I, logic in I that. I think it's two things. Okay. I think, one, they're punishing Kyrie Irving, actually. Oh, because he forced a trade? Because he forced a trade out of a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, and I think this is actually why Dwayne uh-huh. Casey won so handily. Uh, Dwayne Casey did something that if you're a coach you must think is like the most amazing thing in the world, which is he went from almost being fired last season Uh to talking his way and agreeing to completely change the style in which he coaches and then winning 57 games. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And especially if you're like another coach, where, because if you're another coach, you're like, see, if coaches matter. If you just give us a chance, we can change. Just yeah. don't fire me. <laughs> well, where where did we pick the Raptors to finish this year? I think like I thought third? they were going to. I think I might have even said they'd be fifth. But um, but yeah, we we definitely. I just think they they that like losing Gordon Hayward is difficult and all, but. But Boston has more talent than Toronto, even without Gordon Hayward. Obviously, look, obviously we hate the Boston Celtics. That is one thing that is true of our podcast. Sorry, Dubberoo. Uh, So we'll have Mike Malloy on Tuesday, Boston fans who listen to our show. Uh Uh, And he'll be saying 
crazy things about Boston, so please stick together. But I really think when people talk about Brad Stevens now, where he's like, well, he's obviously the greatest coach in the NBA. He's the single greatest player. They're really discounting Al Horford, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does a he does in that I mean that Sixer series was a master class in uh Al Horfordness. Like a veteran just not making mistakes. Like Al Horford's number one skill as an NBA player is never making a mistake. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, like the rest of the team, like it's easy to fall in line behind that guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I thought the most impressive thing was that he completed his first alley-oop dunk since 2012 yeah. against the Sixers, which was pretty cool. Uh, no, yeah. That, I mean, I do think that it's... The thing I don't like about it, and again, I don't... This, again, not actually a criticism of Brad Stevens, but it just feels so NCAA. Yes. To just be like, this coach is... Star. Oh, that out-of-bounds play. Oh, he he figured it out, and it's like... Or like, oh, the development of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Who could be getting these kind of performances out of the number three pick in the draft? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Mello was the number three pick in the draft. He was pretty good right away. I think he was actually better than Jason Tatum as a rookie. And his his coach was, who was his coach? Kiki Vandaway? No. I don't even know. George Carl, dude. In 2003? Maybe it was. It might have been Doug Moe. <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't <laughs> Doug Moe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, again, uh, well, here, the other thing I would say is the Celtics didn't have a great offense this year. They were like the number 20 offense in the league. And I yeah. I mean, may, maybe Brad Stevens is the number one guy you would want coaching in a single game in a playoff series, but that just doesn't mean he had the best year necessarily. Uh, and also he's still not Greg Popovich. Right. And it's, it's like that argument. Oh, LeBron could win the every MVP. year about LeBron. Yeah. It's like Greg Popovich is the best coach. Sorry, Brad Stevens. I mean, he might retire. Yeah. So then maybe you'll be the best coach, but as long as Brad's as Greg Popovich is around, Brad Stevens is a, a, a uh, he's a virgin pop. Yeah. Uh, the coach, the coach I was thinking of is actually Jeff Bizdelic. Oh yeah, I, I actually knew that. I don't know why I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> all right, I've had enough railing against. Oh yeah, but how do you think fake news? And how do you think all these coaches? <laughs> how do you think Dwayne Casey celebrated though, Joey? Oh, I bet it was really sad. No, I think he had sex. I'm just uh, <laughs> he just he just laid it down. But also, let's actually. I, I want to ask a question here, real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think what Greg Popovich did as a coach this year was actually more impressive than what Brad Stevens did? Because you oh. can't count the playoffs, right? Right, because it's a regular season award. That's the well. That's the other thing. It's like Brad Stevens might be the best coach, but did he have the best year? And it's like, I I just don't want to even have these arguments anymore. Like we have awards for single years, and yeah. so if you're the best player and you didn't have the best year, it doesn't matter. It's who had the yeah. best year. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. And the answer, of course, 
Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty. Congratulations. He got to be a head coach of an NBA team uh, for this year only. Lived his dream. Do you think the best year of his life. Do you think Dwayne Casey's going to get fired now? No. Yeah, I don't think he will. What's the... Who are you going to hire? I just don't think, like... Again, I don't see how he was the problem. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) The problem is Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, and Serge Ibaka. Well, I mean, Dwayne Casey on the sidelines cannot make them pass it to someone else in crunch time. Which was, like, the whole point of the reworked offense so i mean he was he did make some weird decisions as a coach uh in some of those late game situations but yeah i don't know he seems like a pretty good coach to me i mean the weirdest thing he like i'd rather have him than fizdale like i love fizdale of course course you want dwayne casey over it the only thing I think is controversial is that, you know, he set up that new motion offense. He didn't want DeMar isoing anymore. But the weirdest thing was that he he started this missed layups drill. And it was like <laughs> whoever could miss the most layups in a row got a $50 bill. And that's – I don't understand yeah, why he did weird. that. That really um, came back to bite him in the playoffs. Um. All right. Are we done talking about the news? Uh, I think we should mention that Kawhi Leonard was spotted at a Dodger game just because I think it's hilarious that people are losing their minds about that. I mean, he's from L.A. Everybody goes to everybody. Every NBA player is in L.A. a lot. Yeah, that's it's just it's uh, it's it's nice in all through the year. It's 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 kind of too hot for me. Delicious. Watching um, the Dodgers, right. it's a it's a very nice place to go, especially because Kawhi has a bodyguard. That's kind of what you need at Dodger Stadium, but other than that, it's very nice. Okay, I mean, it is kind of weird. He did go to one sporting event this year, and it wasn't a Spurs game, right? <laughs> uh, but i i do I do kind of buy his. I don't want to come back to the team if I'm not playing because it's a distraction, and I would have come back to support Pop, but he didn't come back. So it's like. As long as Pop is good with Kawhi, I'm good with Kawhi. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, the, I, I follow. Yeah, I follow. Greg Popovich. I you know who's had sex before? Oh, Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich. When he was um, when he was like twelve. When he was a spy dude. Yeah. Oh my god! How many? He was getting like James Bond. It was like he was like American James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like they'd be like oh the, the great thing about pop is that you know the villain would strap him down to a table and the device and pop would just be like uh here we go i guess i have to answer questions but it's like he'll only answer two questions so that you just might as well shoot him with a laser that's all he's got um all right we've got a new segment yeah we're gonna do here uh, and it's called Sean's Questions. My Questions, yes. Uh, Sean wrote a bunch of questions. I don't know what these questions are. Yes. And then we're going to answer them. Okay. <laughs> we could have come up with a better name, but admittedly, I didn't think about it until I started talking. All right. So I am going to actually move. I'm not. Yeah. I'll just go. Let's go through Sean's Questions. All right. Uh, the first question is. 
Who are we going to miss from round two that's no longer with us? What are you, what Donovan are you gonna Mitchell. Miss? You're going to miss Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. He's he's fun. Yeah. Uh, so much heart. Although it was like insane that the Jazz were bringing him back from the locker room on like a golf cart. Yeah. That, that to <laughs> me was like, uh, I would... I would feel better about the franchise if they were like great series. You worked so hard. We are not going to send you back out there on your sprained knee mm-hmm. in a game five. Like, you know, props uh, in for wanting to come back, but yeah. you know who else I'm going to miss? Who's that? Rajon Rondo. Uh, <laughs> not because I think he's a reprehensible person. I don't like him watching. I don't really like watching him play basketball, mm-hmm. but I'm just always kind of pro antics. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh Anytime yeah. Anytime there's antics, I'm pro. Did you like him wiping uh, his sweat on the ball? Of between course three I did. That was great. It was awesome. It was disgusting. I mean, it was gross. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like taking out your mouthpiece on the court level gross. Yeah, we but know it was you gross. hate that. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Wait, who who's the other gross mouthpiece person now? Uh, Tom Sharpling was tweeting the other day about how Ben Simmons takes his mouthpiece out a lot and touches the ball. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that and either. He's so you're in you're in good company there, Sean, with your weird mouthpiece germophobia. Yeah, because Tom Sharpling rules. Yeah, uh, listen to that show. Yeah, and my friends, the friends. Yeah, meet my friends, the friends, the friends recap <laughs> podcast. Uh, also, if you know Tom Sharpling, uh, ask him if he wants to be on Round Ball Rock. Yeah, why not, Tom? Uh, Do it. I might I be hate... a stammering mess if he were to appear. But... I think I think mouthpieces are gross too, Tom. Um, <laughs> uh, I am gonna miss. You know, I didn't even notice the mouthpiece thing before, but I am gonna miss watching uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Uh, they they've been getting roasted on the internet, which is exactly what they deserve, but also not completely fair, given that the NBA was like, yeah, when that when that guy hacked both of Joel Embiid's arms, that might have had something to do with him missing that layup at the end of Game Five. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? He'll be less tired. He'll be really fun next year, or. He'll injure himself, and this will be the high water park ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a thing where it's like, this was so predictable to me that they were going to lose this round. Oh yeah, um, just because like this is what happens to young teams, dude. Yeah, just have it's the same thing that happened to the Jazz. Just happened to them. Like young teams win one. It have I watched it happen to the Warriors when they beat the Nuggets. Uh, Veteran teams just take young teams to the woodshed in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah, it's very similar to the 2013 Warriors, I would say. Yeah. Who, again, were, like, losing every close game down the stretch and, like, you know, I, I, there's a certain amount of annoying conventional wisdom about being there before, but I think it, I think it really is, like, it actually is different in the playoffs. And uh, Anthony Davis, dude rules. I can't wait to see him in a Warriors uniform in a couple <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's it's not actually it going to happen. You never know. It's so funny that it <laughs> that it makes people furious though. Um okay, so all they need is Jordan Bell to blossom into a star, dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, weird things have happened. <laughs> the the young, you know, Jordan 
they call him Son of Brow, so I think Jordan Bill could do it. They don't call him. Um, all right. Keep, let's okay. go to your next, next question. question. Uh, 538, the website, has the Houston Rockets as a 79% favorite over the Warriors' 21% chance of making the NBA Finals. Is that higher than they had Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump a week before the election? <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Yeah, I think Hillary was like 85% or something. Okay. <laughs> that was a good question, thank Sean. You, thank you. Uh, um, what does Vegas have the odds on this series at? Uh, I think Houston's favored in the first game, but uh, let me... You know what? I'm going to keep looking this up, and I'm going to ask you the next question while I do that. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, this is a two-parter. One is, will home court advantage matter in these series, and how can teams maximize this? Uh, no. It's not going to matter. <laughs> um, but they could maximize it by, again, this didn't happen last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Boston Celtics can maximize their home court advantage by having Tommy Heinsohn throwing things at the at uh, LeBron James. His specifically his headset. Oh, so Tommy's just out of control from the announcers' table. Yeah, like in key moments, he whips his cans mm -hmm. at LeBron James. <laughs> And then gets ejected from the arena. But then they're like, it's Tommy Heiston. We have to bring him back for the next game. And mm -hmm. then he does it again. Like, Tommy gets to, Tommy picks his <laughs> spot. <laughs> yeah, and they can't, what are you going to do about it? Eject Tommy? Um, and then as far as the Houston Rockets, mm -hmm. uh, Mike D'Antoni could grow his fucking mustache that back. That would be huge. Um, I think they might... Also, Chris Paul should grow his mustache back. Yeah. I think I think Clutch... <laughs> I think Clutch the Bear needs to train with that crazy coyote. Oh, the pants... The, 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 the Spurs meth coyote? Yeah, the Houston... The Rockets have a really cute mascot. He's a very mm -hmm. endearing bear. But he needs a little more, like, you know, they need a wild card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, ma a maniac. A fucking pantsless coyote. Uh, the other thing the Boston Celtics could do mm -hmm. to increase their chances yeah. uh, is sign some white players. Oh, yeah. That'll really up their home court advantage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they already brought back Drew Bledsoe out of desperation for, like, a white hero. Because Tom Brady only watches, like, dressage at this point in the offseason. <laughs> He's just like, uh, you know what I like? I like sports where, like, like dressage and sometimes I'll watch uh, curling. But usually, like, the sport Tom Brady likes to watch and participate in is uh, hunting the human being for sport. <laughs> the most dangerous game. Uh, so the, the, the series odds, by the way, the... The Warriors are one and a, the Rockets are one and a half point favorites. Uh, there's a lot of range in the first game of the East game, but I think in general Cleveland's favored by a point. But for wait, the, the Rockets are the favorites in the series? No, 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 in game one, just oh. game one. Uh, oh, I for the what's the what are the series? On? Series Warriors are minus one eighty. Rockets are plus one sixty. So 
not not like super heavy even. favorites. And then yeah. the Cavs are minus two eighty. Celtics are plus two thirty five. Yeah, those sound about right to me. I think the I think the explanation gambling wise is that uh, the Warriors this year have poor numbers on the road, particularly against the spread. Mm-hmm. And they they win and cover all the time when they're at home. Yeah, and that's the reason. Anyway, it. But even if they won all their home games, they still uh, wouldn't get. They it. still would lose the series. <laughs> I don't know why game one is as. I think there might be some, like an idea that. Well, I mean, I think most likely. Um, I don't know. You, I think you could say that it's maybe likely that Steph Curry is better in the end of the series. You know, because he's going to get another... There's like five days... How many days? There's a bunch of days off between game two and game three. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I would expect the Rockets to get more fatigued as the series goes on. Just because uh, Chris Paul's older than everybody else. I'm going to make a prediction else. here. Yeah. I think Steph Curry is going to be a destroyer of worlds <laughs> in this series. Yeah, I mean, he uh, might have turned it around, but the Warriors uh, do, do not have trouble with Clint Capella. Do not, you say? They do not have trouble with Clint Capella, no. Um, oh, they in the regular season this year, they kind of did. I'm just saying the See, numbers in the regular season for him are hmm, terrible. Interesting. The and they uh, also I, did not play their best lineup a single minute. But yeah, I just think... Steph Curry always really turns it on uh, against Chris Paul and likes to specifically embarrass Chris Paul. And I think that's going to happen again. And this is one of the one of the vets who is unusually mean to Steph Curry for no reason. Yeah. Didn't Steph Curry go to Chris Paul basketball camp when he was growing up? Yeah, they were friends until they started having to play each other. Yeah, all Curry the time got too playoffs. good. Paul got too jealous. Yeah. Oh, that that brings me to another big question I have. Um, Chris Paul finally got out of the second round. Was it an unfair narrative that Chris Paul had not gotten out of the second round? I saw a lot of people saying, like, that was unfair, but no, he finally fuck that. did it. Totally fair. Yeah, because does it it's normally It's unfair take... that we hold that against Tracy McGrady, but, but not is... Chris Paul. Isn't this his 13th year in the league? Yeah. Does it normally take, uh, like, a a god at his position to win two series in a row? Um, no. Uh, but also, like, come on, man. Like, what people are really saying when they say that is, like, Chris Paul's numbers were good in those series. It's Blake Griffin's fault. Right. But, I mean, he, he did actively blow a second-round series against the Thunder. Yeah, and also... He's the one who would ratchet up the tension on that team <laughs> where guys would fucking play like they're walking on eggshells because this little tiny asshole's going to scream at them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like part of being the best player on the team is not being like, like is like setting the, t- oh, that sounds such a, that's such like oh, a weird Nick wow. Wright thing. Wow. I guess uh, Brad Stevens is, is guesting on the podcast right now. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, the Rockets are a weird combination because James Harden is too laid back and Chris Paul is too ramped up. 
Well, it just seems like all the time. <laughs> well, that's that's going to be actually I have a follow up question to this, which is in how many games will James Harden, a.k.a. the mayor of Floptown, as he's known in China, <laughs> in how many games will he do something terrible at the end to blow it? I'm going to say none. I'm going to say he's good for one because he's always good for at least one in the playoffs against the Warriors. I like think he had Chris a... Paul is going to be the one doing them. I think he's going to be pressing so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. He is going to like have like terrible. He's going to like foul out on a three pointer at the end of a game. Like, in, with, like, too much time left in the fourth quarter, he's going to dribble the ball out of bounds at least once. Because he, he already had two, like, kind of freak out. He had, like, a freak out game in game two. Yeah. Where he kept trying to get foul calls and dribble it out of bounds. And then he kind of did it in game four, too. He just wants it too bad. Whereas I mean, James people Harden don't like just... That. It's, it's weird for a player as good and legitimately great as James Harden to have so many moments in games where you're like, oh, there was that time that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson stole a ball from him at the same time, and then when Manu blocked him, and then that game where he had, like, 11 turnovers, and then that other game, and then where, that he, game he where he didn't he take any shots bench. until the second half. Yeah, and then the team came back when he was resting, and it's just... The Rockets are a strong team, but I wonder when are those... James Harden is a guy you want when the chips are up. Mm-hmm. Just, just, you know, going off in the third quarter of Game Three against an eight seed. There might be no one else better in the whole league. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it can be tough on the they ISO a lot. You know, it's going to come down to him. Uh, well, you didn't answer your Chris. I we didn't get your answer for the Chris Paul question. Was it his fault? Oh, I was I was trying to answer it with yeah. It normally takes guys thirteen. Years oh to yeah, Sorry, uh, you did answer that. Sorry. I don't, but I don't, I don't. You know, it's a combination of like he gets hurt a lot in the playoffs. Uh, a couple years it certainly wasn't his fault, but a couple years it was his fault. Uh huh. Like I mean, he he had a three one lead against a not that great Rockets team in twenty fifteen. Um, you know he like let the thunder into a game by trying to act like he was fouled shooting a three-pointer 70 feet from the basket and then mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook just took the ball away from him um like uh I mean I think I think there was actually not so much I think the the good outweighed this but uh you know there there were elements of Kevin Durant's game that were kind of shaky. Like you could kind of take the ball away from him at the end of games if he got trapped. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know Chris Paul does it to himself a lot. So yeah, me too. He, look, he's great, and it's not really a knock on him that he couldn't get past the Warriors or you know beat them in the regular season for like three straight years, but. <laughs> But he's also a big jerk on the floor. So, like, yeah, you can give him the benefit of the doubt. He seems like he's a great guy off the floor. I got to say, too. He seems like he does a lot of nice charitable yeah, stuff. In non-basketball situations, he seems like a very nice man. But I just don't but, I just don't care about that. Like, yeah, like I I know some some nice comedians, too, but I'm not like, oh, he's the punchline god. 
I can't believe he <laughs> never got out of the his second audition at the Laugh Factory. Um. <laughs> all right. Next question, Sean. Okay. Did the Philadelphia 76ers accidentally tank the Boston series? <laughs> Did they just like after game one, they're like, oh, we could be oh, we could be picking so much higher if we just if we just play. Yeah, it's like one of those things where they're like, wait, we could get LeBron. We can't get LeBron if LeBron beats us. It's right. like the weird. <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> it's well, like, it's like what the Warriors thing. did in the 2016 yeah. finals. And <laughs> Steve Kerr was like, we got to think long term. Festus, get back in there. We need Kevin Durant. Uh, I do think, though, for for even though he's like the success story for the team, I think the guy I would think about trading was Robert Covington. Because mm-hmm. he's like locked in. It's still a pretty decent deal. Like they gave him a bunch of cash this year. Uh, but I just I sometimes wonder, like, he's a guy that bought into the program, but he was on so many of those bad, bad teams. Yeah, I also would... I think... Man, Sixers fans are going to be pissed when I say this, but I would also maybe want to get rid of TJ McConnell, actually, <laughs> what? for the same reason. What? <laughs> he hasn't been on the terrible teams. TJ McConnell was, yeah. Really? Yeah, not all of them, but he was on two of them, at least. I just mean, like, Covington was there... He's in like his fourth or fifth year on the team. I just think the reason I bring up TJ McConnell is uh-huh. like when your fan base is so happy that TJ McConnell is the answer uh-huh. in a game, it's like it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just because every other person watching the NBA is like, yeah, TJ McConnell, he's like, it's like a perfectly serviceable backup point guard. Well, <laughs> yes, I I agree, but but the flip side to that is the reason T- people were so happy about T.J. McConnell was that it meant Robert Covington was going to the bench. <laughs> uh, uh, let's throw in let's throw in a quick ad read here. Just let's pay the bills right now. Today's episode of Round Ball Rock is sponsored by the new movie from DC Comics, Infinity Plus One War. You guys all love Infinity War, huh? Well, this is even more war. Join Batman, Wonder Woman, Cal Drogo, The Flash, Amy Adams, and so many more in Zack Snyder's latest movie about 9-11. Infinity Plus One War. See it today or in 11 weeks when it starts streaming on HBO Go. Okay, last... Did you see the end of the Boston Philly Game 5? I did. Now, Marcus Smart pretty obviously traveled when he stole the ball there. Took about uh-huh. four steps. Yeah. Would Philly have won if Marcus Smart was called for a travel on that? Play? No. I think yes. I think for sure they would have. Uh, no, no, of course not. <laughs> also, they never call that. But it was a fun thing that people freaked out about. That would have been hilarious if it had happened. And I think like a fan might have punched a ref if that happened. I think Marcus Smart might have punched a ref if that happened. <laughs> Marcus Smart is going to get punked so hard by LeBron. Like, Marcus Smart is, like, the perfect LeBron foil. Because he's like Lance Stevenson, but people think he's good, but he's not. (laughs) (laughs) 
and LeBron is about to show that to the world. <laughs> well, that that's actually my my next question here. Uh, how many games will Marcus Smart foul out Three. of against the Cavs? Three. Three. <laughs> I think that's I think that's good. I think Jalen Brown is good for two. Jalen Brown still looks hurt, by the way. Oh, he's definitely still hurt. But he's getting five days off. I mean, it's a hamstring injury, so he's not going to be better. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, the, the Celtics do have a lot of guys to throw at LeBron. But I kind of think, like, unless LeBron starts missing free throws again, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it'll be better than whatever Toronto was trying. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Okay, let me give you... My a... guess oh, is yeah. they'll do what Indiana was doing, which is kind of just letting LeBron score and stopping everybody else. And then just, yeah. Um... The, key, the key really is to stop Kevin Love. Yes. Oh, uh, related question. Um, given, given that, having watched Toronto fail to contain uh, Kevin Love or LeBron James. Does that make you feel better about Miles Turner, considering Indiana did pretty well? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about them anymore, yeah, man. Yeah, who cares? That was the first <laughs> round. Although I do kind of wish Thad Young was just allowed to play on one random team in the conference <laughs> finals. It's time for Thad Young to finally make the conference finals. <laughs> Will we all, like stand up and applaud like he's deserved it so much. Yeah, we'll be like, uh, you know, you thought that, that narrative was bullshit, but Thad Young finally <laughs> did it. Uh, let me give you another number prediction question. How many combined technical fouls and flagrant fouls will Draymond Green accrue during the conference finals? He's been pretty good. He has, what, one and one? Yeah. Um... I don't really see – oh, now, wait, never mind. I was like, I don't really see, like, the Draymond agitator here. But then I remembered P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker and then just Chris Paul and James Harden in general. Also, Trevor Ariza, underrated troublemaker. Um, yeah, but P.J. Tucker's, like – P.J. Tucker versus Draymond Green is like a, like a kaiju battle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, from from Pacific. I Island. think. Uh, look, I don't think they're. I don't think he. He'll get two technicals, but I don't think he'll get a flagrant. I also don't think he's going to get a flagrant because um, I don't know. The flagrant he got was kind of was kind of questionable to begin with. I, I mean, say. it was kind of a dumb foul, but it was a dumb yeah. foul. But I just like again, he's not on the brink anymore. He is not. As far as I know, has not hit anyone's genitals in like over a year, probably. I think so. I think that's right. Um, <laughs> it's weird because he it it actually kind of seems like he's getting more respect from the refs and is kind of doing a better job of like yelling at his own bench when he's upset. Um, I think what's happened is refs have given him just a longer leash. He's like They're a little just more like... famous. <laughs> No, they're just like, oh yeah, this guy's just gonna yell at me all the time, yeah. and they like prepare for it. I think, and they... so it's less like offensive to their sensibilities or whatever. I also wonder. I mean, I'm never, I haven't, you know, who knows from being at these live games, but I wonder if Draymond 
by simply being kind of charismatic. I bet he like remembers all the refs' names and stuff like that. And I bet that kind of diffuses a lot of his outbursts. The fact that you know, he seems like he Maybe. seems like he he seems like he does not infuriate opposing players once they're off the court, particularly. Um. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, let me. Uh, I'm gonna. What's make your com- next question, Sean? Next question is. Uh, I'm gonna skip this one. Uh, with the Jazz out, who is Mitt Romney rooting for the rest of the way? Oh, Houston for sure, dude. You think it's Houston? Yeah, that oil money, baby. Oh, but isn't well now they're owned by um the the oh weird... Tillman Fertitta. Tillman no, but Fertitta. I mean the uh the the Bubba Gump's owner. Um, yeah. which is this is really a uh like a grudge match for old Joey. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. That. Your now team. That the owner of the Bubba Gump Shrimp <laughs> Company owns the Houston fucking Rockets. Wow, it's it's the it's light years ahead versus the Fat Cats. For those of you that don't know, I worked at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company for eight years. All right, keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think he's going to root for the Cavs because of Dan Gilbert. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's I could get into like like your business is a lot more like my business tearing things down for fake money. Mm -hmm. But uh, I meant there's a lot of oil money in the crowd in Houston. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He can't root for Boston because of his. Even though, even though he was the governor of Massachusetts, my God, he yeah, but you gotta figure gotta that 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 city's who kind of turned on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to flee back to Utah. Yeah, that seems weird that he could be the governor of Massachusetts and then, like, ten years later, a senator from Utah. But I guess a decade of failure washes away all geographic sins. Right? Decade of failure from Mitt Romney? That's pretty indisputable, <laughs> right? I mean, especially if you count what he was doing to all those businesses. Ooh, yeah, Toys R Us. That's on you. That's a 4-1 uh, All right, loss. keep going, Sean. Right, we sorry. have so many questions. We've been going on okay. for so long. <laughs> uh, do you have a problem with Joel Embiid taunting his opponents every time he does something good? No. Uh, I believe Eric Freeman was talking about this, though, where he felt like there's uh, a very, uh, or was it Eric Gunderson? Eric Freeman was responding to the backlash to our friend uh, at Farmer Jones on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> His name is uh, Eric Brian. Gunderson was also in that conversation. That's why yes, I got yes, confused. Yes, yes. Um, at the was Farmer about Jones, I'm sorry. How there's Embiid uh, backlashes coming. And what I said to them, and they were comparing it to Dwight. And what I said to them is I'm on the Embiid bandwagon until he starts doing impressions. Then I'm getting the fuck off. Yep. Okay, that's fair. Because right now, that's that that's really completely fair. Because that's the thing. Like, it's still pretty playful. He's from another country. But, yeah, the Dwight zone is very difficult to get into. Like, And, again, I've said this before. You don't want your best player to be too funny. You just... It just doesn't historically it's not great. Who's the funniest good player? Like that where that isn't true. Oh, the funniest Barkley? Is it Barkley? 
Yeah, I mean, but Barkley's also kind of an example of the rule. Right. <laughs> but that's what I meant. I mean, who's like the best person in that rule? It's Barkley, right? I want to say, yeah, like early career Brett Favre is kind of a good example of that. You could say. Like pre-pills? Yeah, well, I mean, I just remember during during his pill phase, which I think didn't maybe last that long, Brett Favre would like pretend to take drugs in front of his counselor, which I think is there's kind of no funny. way that's true, though. Like, well, he like filled up a he was like getting clean of everything. And like in front of his he like filled up a whiskey bottle with water or something and started chugging. There's no, some but story I, like what that. I'm saying is like he didn't give up those pills, right? He was on pills. The you whole think time. he was on pills the whole time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the ultimate gunslinger, right? A guy who's like... (laughs) Yeah, he's like a kid out there. He's throwing it all over the field, and then after the game, he's like holding up convenience stores. A drugstore cowboy is the ultimate gunslinger, Joey. Oh, you know know who's counter to your your theory, actually? Uh Uh-huh. Football guy. Eli Eli Manning. Eli's not funny, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Not... Eli's weird. He's so weird. He's, but he's not, like, funny. He's just a He's a real weird guy. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely the funniest Manning. Yeah, he's definitely the funniest Manning, for I, sure. I believe this rule probably does not apply to hockey, though. Yeah, that's probably true. What, but you also, think Wayne Gretzky's really funny? He's <laughs> good on SNL. <laughs> Okay, but I also enough. wonder if like like the the hockey funny thing is like, oh hey, he took a dump in your skates, <laughs> you know. Like I wonder <laughs> if that's a big part of it. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, no impressions, uh, no songs. See, I could see myself staying on board with an Embiid song, like, oh, you know, Sean, who actually is the. The rule breaker here, though, uh-huh. is Dirk Nowitzki is hilarious. Oh, yep. Okay, that's that. That's true. Yeah. Okay. But he's um, the outlier. He is an outlier. <laughs> uh, but you're right that that definitely is an exception. Man. Uh. Anyway, next. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh, who are the most prominent celebrity fans of each of the remaining four teams? They don't have to be the most prominent, but just maybe who could show up. Um, I'll tell you who I'm glad I don't have to see anymore is Win Butler, Ugh. celebrity game MVP. He looked, he was wearing some wild stuff to those Pelicans games, man. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, it's... He didn't look good either. He looked unhealthy. Also, like, I, I just didn't even realize he was like a New Orleans guy now. Yeah, no, he is. But he looked we... like someone inflated Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> don't they just record everything in like an old barn in the Canadian wilderness or something? I don't think they do that anymore. Okay. All right. I Fair mean, because he's not Canadian. Windbutler is not Canadian. Yeah, I believe he was born in America and then moved to Canada. Oh, he's Canadian by choice. The weirdest well, now, possible now he's Canadian. Back in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, he's an American-born Canadian. Okay. I did not realize his little brother. Oh, his name's Edwin, but Edwin Farnham Butler the Third. That's why he wanted to make everyone wear formal wear. 
Isn't that also uh, the name of um, the 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 snake who runs the hotel on Deadwood? Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Keep uh, yeah, going, he, though. He moved, oh, to, yeah, he, wait, moved, he moved to Canada in college. I feel so betrayed. Yeah. He's at, like a Texan. Oh, and he went to Exeter. Great. Oh, like uh, like John Irving. Yeah, he went to the same um, prep school as John Irving. Yeah, so he he wrestled and saw bears. He yeah he, he his... had an affair with an older woman. <laughs> yeah, and his um, uh, he has a dead child. Uh, and then also, um, his Amsterdam is actually Canada. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so celebrity meaning for each team? Yeah. Uh, all right. Boston, I guess it's probably a fucking Wahlberg. I mean, like, Mark goes to a lot of games. It's Drew Bledsoe now, weirdly, which... I don't oh, know right. if that's who you want as your primary fan. They had guys. him on the podium the other day. It's so weird. It's, it's terrible. Like, I mean, like, I, I'm surprised they didn't figure out some kind of other crappy pun for a name. Like, there's going to be a moment where Terry Shear is like, oh, yeah, really? Uh, uh, Ivan Calderon? And then former baseball player Ivan Calderon is going to be there in a Jose Calderon jersey. And the Boston fans are going to be like, oh, he did it again. But I don't think did he you ever say played. Terry Shearer. Terry Rozier. Did. did I say Terry Shearer? Is <laughs> I that think a person? He did. Yeah. Who's like the brother of the voice, the Simpsons voice? Um, oh. Yeah. Um, or the lady. Oh, version. you're right. It is Drew Bledsoe. That is depressing and sad. Like, here's look. Here's if I were Drew Bledsoe, I'd be like, "Fuck you guys! I'm not going to this game." You love Tom Brady, not me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten over that. It's like going. To, it's like going to your your ex girlfriend's wedding. Uh huh. And they're like, you know what? But like as a joke. <laughs> like they're like, it's gonna be hilarious when my ex boyfriend comes to this wedding. Yeah, just because now I'm ba- now I'm marrying you, his coworker. <laughs> um. All right, so Drew Bledsoe, I guess. Um, Cleveland celebrities. Like uh, Harvey Pekar's widow? Maybe? Like Nick Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> and not the comedian, Nick no, Griffin. No. The, 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 the lottery charm, Nick Griffin. Uh, Nick Gilbert. Nick Gilbert, sorry. not Nick. Yes, Nick Gilbert. Are there any... Um, Drew Carey? <laughs> uh, Devo? They're from Akron, though. I think Arsenio's from Cleveland, but he's a Laker fan for sure. I feel like they have a celebrity fan, but I can't think of who it is, though. Well, I mean, it's Beyonce. She's not a Cavs fan, is she? She's a LeBron. She's in love with LeBron. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. <sighs> but yeah, no, think... it'll, it's Rihanna. It's Rihanna, actually, though. Rihanna, She'll guess, be about I guess you're right. Games. Yeah, yeah. And she and Jr. go back. Well, and she loves LeBron. Okay, so Rihanna. Like a... So we have Drew Bledsoe, Rihanna, Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume it is George Herbert Walker Bush, former president <laughs> of the United States. Um... <laughs> No, it's like Paul Wall, dude. 
Yeah, I guess I guess it's right. Like, yeah. All right, Paul Wall, and then in Oakland, it's uh, Adam Duritz. Oh man, I can't believe that. It's so frustrating. <laughs> like they're holding up like E forty fat heads. Uh huh. But Adam Duritz is the one who goes viral. God damn it, fucking Adam Duritz. I mean, E forty looks like a normal person, whereas <laughs> Adam Adam Duritz is like a Lollapalooza clown. But I at least liked it better when it was Guy Fieri and E forty as a pair. That's a you know that's a mean? killer. I could imagine those guys solving some homicides. Like you saw some that delicious meme the other homicides. day, right? What's that? You saw that meme in round one, right? Yeah. They were sitting next to each other and they were looking at a picture on a on the phone of themselves sitting next to each other. So good. So tight, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, and do you think Antoine Fisher might might uh, attend a game? He's from Antoine Fisher? Antoine Fisher. The <laughs> uh, uh the inspiration who... for Antoine Fisher? Yeah, the the, the security guard? Yes. Um, I don't think he's going to attend a game, no. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, Antoine Fisher was the security guard at, like, Warner Brothers, and he would give his script to everybody, and eventually somebody made it. Yes. Um... <laughs> Directed by Denzel Washington. Yeah, starring Denzel Washington. <laughs> Co-writer of ATL. Whoa, really? Yeah. Well, I kind of like ATL. Well, he made a up the story. Actor. He did not write the screenplay. But okay. good job, Antoine Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad digression. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, let's. <laughs> I'm going to ask two more. Oh, did we? Yeah, we got our celebrities, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Two yeah, more. That's what we just did. That's I, know, how I, I just was Fisher making sure we did all four. Yeah, it's Rihanna, Drew Bledsoe, Paul uh, Wall, Paul Wall, and Adam Duritz. Um, which is also There's probably a more relevant Houston rapper than Paul Wall. <laughs> no, nope, I'm not. They're never, of. never. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm still gonna go with George Herbert Walker Bush, though. I gotta say, he's my guy. He's my. Guy. <laughs> um, no, it's gonna be Clyde the Glide, though. Actually, he's, he's like the Houston guy. You know yeah, what I mean? I just think of him as Commissioner of the Big Three now. <laughs> Also, he's a isn't he like? Well, I guess he's University of Houston too. Yeah, I that's the Por- thing. I just think Portland has such a claim on him. Well, then Hakeem won't Hakeem also be there? Probably. Yeah, just giving big man lessons to Jordan Bell. Probably sitting next to Clyde Drexler. But no, I guess it's Paul Wall. Okay. Let's keep it Paul Wall or Slim okay. Thug, one or the other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's do two more. Um, is Steve Kerr still smoking weed? No. Um, however, Joey, you said no, but he did start JaVale McGee in a second-round playoff game. Yeah, he's probably going to start him in a third-round playoff yeah, game. Yeah, so I'm, I'm telling you, edibles. I think he's not smoking <laughs> weed, but I think when he has like a significant serious lead, that's when the edibles come out. No, JaVale is tight, dude. <laughs> We're a pro-JaVale podcast. Don't we are, this just, way. Just, this, is, this is the time for JaVale... To be making fun of Steph Curry from the bench from not dunking. I mean, we are also like pro. Uh, we're a pro weed podcast too. I guess. I guess so. so. Yeah, I'm, do- I'm done with that life though. <laughs> this is a sober podcast now. I'm, I o- I will only smoke Nelly Kush from now on. I promise you, Roundball Rock listeners. Oh man, we gotta 
I mean, I don't smoke weed, but I want to watch someone smoke Nelly Kush. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm going to smoke. Otherwise, get I'm done. small. I'm done. Yeah, I want to watch someone get small, dude. <laughs> uh, do you think? Do you think assistant coach Bruce Frazier is the person that Steve Kerr smokes weed with? Oh, one hundred. No, I mean yes, but I think it's with Tolbert more. Oh, Tom yeah, Tolbert. That, that makes more sense. Because uh, you know he's still getting over his heart attack. I bet Luke. Um, I bet Luke Walton has the best weed of any coach in the NBA, though. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't know why I said I think. It's very <laughs> clear that he does. Um, but I mean, it's because he gets it from his dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So your the last question is, what will be the most old guy song that ABC plays during a commercial, like intro to a timeout? So, so so far. The leader is Higher Love by Steve Winwood. Yeah. Um, I think coming out of a Boston game, they are going to play... Um, more Than a Feeling? Yeah, I think they're going to play that More Than a Feeling good. by the band Boston. God, that's just so obvious. There's no... <laughs> yeah, I could see them maybe playing a Grateful Dead song, but that feels like it's not so much an old guy song as just, like, a hippie song. I also think they will play Lights by Journey at one point while Ooh. showing the Bay, the San Francisco Bay Area lit yeah. up across the Bay. Yeah, and then and then Jeff Dan Gundy will talk through most of it. And then Mark Jackson will say something like, Steve Perry, one of the greats, stepping aside for a Filipino karaoke yeah. singer. Mama, <laughs> there goes that man. <laughs> oh, I hate him so much. Someone give him a job. Phoenix. Bucks? Have they hired their coach yet? No. No one will Phoenix? take that job. See, they just need two or three more coaches to turn them down, and they'll have Wait, no choice. Wait, who hired James Borrego? Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, right. Okay. Look, Bucks. He seems like a real Magic, Suns, soon Raptors. There's plenty of jobs. They're not going to fire Dwayne <laughs> Casey, dude. <laughs> Remember that year where they kept playing smooth? Yes. By Santana. <laughs> that was the best. And it was not very close to the release of the song Smooth. No, it was like two years ago. It was a Miami <laughs> it was the Miami Spurs finals. I the think... one where Ray Allen hit the shot. Oh, I think I think it was twenty eleven where ABC's song was Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty. Yeah. And that's and that's what the Dallas Mavericks did. Anyway. Running uh, down if, a dream, that's a grown man move. I Anyway, I probably won't be watching the game with the sound on a lot because I work at night, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, Roundball Rockers, if you could do me a favor, uh, tweet at us what weird songs ABC is using yeah. for the bed music during these games <laughs> when they go to commercials because it is one of my favorite things. Oh, and, and one quick question. Is Shaq getting stupider? Yes, because there were this did this happened a, like a little while ago. But Kenny Smith was was talking about how large cars are are fuel inefficient, and he said once he realized it would cost eighty dollars to fill up a car, he's like, I'd never buy that. And Shaq was like, No, no, no. 
here's what you do. You wait till that the gas tank's half empty, and you put in a quarter tank, and then it only costs you twenty dollars. Uh huh. It's it's so dumb. Also, Shaq is doing more low ride commercials than even thought possible because, like, the general I felt like was the bottom of the barrel, but now he's like the face of fat people at J.C. Penney. Is that is that what he's doing now? So, I'm sorry. Say that again. Isn't Shaq the the? He's now like the 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 leader of fat men at J.C. Penney. Have you seen those uh, commercials? No, I haven't seen that. Shaq's like on a float talking about big and tall J.C. Penney floats, and he's on the float with just a bunch of like doughy dudes. We're like, here, it's it's us and Shaq. Yes, he'll be in a commercial for literally anything. I mean, he the general is still probably worse, right? Oh, 100%. Because that I is feel the like... cheapest commercial a famous athlete has done since, like, Joe DiMaggio and Mr. Coffee. Well, Michael Jordan did do a commercial for rechargeable batteries at one point, which was the point when I was like, oh, he is addicted to gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but at least those were like Energizer or whatever. Well, they were like Rayovac, right? I think. Actually, oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> but, the but the general is like is worse. the general feels like it's not even insurance. You know what I mean? Like, no. like you sign up for the general, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't actually cover cars." It feels like like Trump University. <laughs> um, it also feels like the general might be added to Trump's cabinet. Oh, that would be so funny if he was like. We've added another general. He's a very good general. Please introduce my new chief of staff, the general. He's from a winner. The general. He's a winner. I love winners. I love insurance. I love insuring things. You know I love my ge- my generals. You know. Um, all right. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. So well, oh yeah. Who are you picking? Series? Who's gonna? Yeah. Who's gonna make the finals? Yeah. Let's. What? Oh yeah. That that was the first question. I was like, I should ask that last, and I forgot about it. Uh, what are, What are your series predictions, Joey? Um, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a bummer of a round. Frankly, really, everyone is so hyped up for this round. Yeah, I think we're looking at Cavs in five. Mm-hmm. And Warriors in five. Wow. I... I and I de- kind of want to pick Warriors in four, but I'm being a coward about it, Jesus, frankly. that's... I am, like... I think the Rockets are really good. I think they're legitimately good. And I think, like, having Chris Paul bails him out of some of the James Harden stuff, but I really think... I just think the top five guys the Warriors have, when they're playing that lineup, they're basically better. I mean, if you, if you, I wouldn't say they're better at every position, but I would say if you're going like best guy, second best guy, third best guy, fourth best guy, the Warriors Mm -hmm. are better one through five at each of those. Like, like James Harden's better than Clay Thompson, but Kevin Durant's better than James Harden, you know? Steph yeah. Curry is better than Chris Paul, etc. Um, um, and I think I think Clay Capella is not going to be able to stay on the floor. Here's why I'm predicting that mm-hmm. uh, the Golden State Warriors haven't had a chip on their shoulder in a very since like 
in a very, very long time. Like, mm-hmm. not once this season, really. No, no, they have uh, not and cared. Yeah. And this Rockets team, I think they're going to get a uh, perverse pleasure out of exposing them. Where they're going to be in, like, bully warriors mode again, where it's like, oh, their general manager was talking about how, like, this team is designed to beat us. Mm-hmm. Like, people are picking them. Like, I just think, I don't think they're underdogs, but I think, like, that kind of shit really feeds Draymond. Yeah. And the way Draymond plays energetic, like, Draymond, Draymond's energy really feeds the team, and they can really become, like, fucking bullies. I also think that being able to ramp up the minutes for, like, Draymond and KD and Iguodala like two or three extra minutes because of how much time they have off between two and mm-hmm. three. That's big. And I think, I think the Warriors will at least split in Houston. And I think that's going to take a lot out of the Rockets' sales. But yeah, to me, this just seems like, like every year, like, the media would be like, oh, well, they haven't played anyone healthy. Like, they haven't played a team as good as them that's healthy. And, like, this is, like, the first time they're really going to get to, like, say fuck you to Nick Wright. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Um, and then I think we're I think we're seeing – did I say Cavs in five? You said Cavs in five and all... Warriors in five. Yeah. What do you put? What do you got? The only thing, I mean, I think the Celtics and Rockets will each, each get at least a game. I feel confident, but I the thing that worries me about the Rockets is they just don't turn the ball over. And I feel like there's going to be at least one, like, sloppy Warriors game where they fall behind and they're going to get beat by, like, 15 or 20 points. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely would not pick a Warriors sweep. I'm going to take Warriors in six. I mean, it makes sense. They're, that would be when, where the road team would win. Yeah, and um, I do I do think they're um, going to be underrated by any metrics that are talking about um, – like like the, there's the reason the reason they're 79 the rockets are 79 percent on 538 is that you know Steph Curry's played four of the ten playoff games right and you know the regular season the rockets were really good but just a lot of the things are not gonna I don't know they're good they're really good I'm I'm I, I'm picking them to win two games and yeah I they, want it to be a good series I just have this they scare me more than anyone but LeBron. The, they scare the me more than years. they they have scared me more than LeBron. But reading up on the way this series is being covered, kinda mm-hmm. has me. I just have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be depressing. I just for wonder, Twitter. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious about like R. P. J. Tucker and uh, Mute really going to be three-point threats. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I, I still think they could get two. And then in, in the other series, I think I think I would take Cavs in uh, 
it's weird because I still don't really believe in the Cavs and I believe much more in the Celtics, but I don't think that Boston has any home court advantage against LeBron James. And so that's why yeah. I'm picking him at five because I think Boston's almost more likely to win in Cleveland. I just think LeBron James is like what he's doing right now is he's just on a roll that is unstoppable. I just don't uh, know what they're going to do defensively. And it's like, yeah, they have terrible defenders, but, you know, Boston's just going to have a couple nights where their guys who aren't great shooters are going to miss shots and then they're going to get. Yeah. Run. I mean, they had trouble scoring against Milwaukee, you know, and they're If the games are close, they're really, really good in close games and executing. But I don't know. It just. Yeah. I mean, they. They they were not significantly better than Milwaukee. I don't know that they really match up great with the Cavs, and a bunch of their guys are hurt. You know. Yeah, I just think they're going to have trouble scoring. Yeah, and I mean, like, who's even the though the Cavs' defense is terrible, isn't Shane Larkin still hurt too? I believe he's hurt now. Who's yeah. the backup point guard? I think it's Marcus Smart. Oh well, I mean, it's just yeah, Cavs in five. Um. Yeah. Bummer. Respect. All right. Um. Sean, what would you like to plug? Uh, check out some stuff on Yardbarker. I got a thing about uh, where it went wrong with the four second round losers. Fun. Uh, and as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at M Night Shyamalan, where this week I tweeted, I quote tweeted a video of a ballerina dancing to a street musician with the with the caption, a street musician inspiring a ballerina. This is like watching something supernatural. He, he doesn't know what supernatural means. That's why some of his supernatural movies are the way they are. That's like that's like Santana's supernatural. Uh, he also, I mean, I might as well just do two here. Yeah. Uh, he also tweeted... Did 15 editing passes on hashtag split. Carve and carve and carve. Make it more and more muscular. Hashtag glass will be no different. Well, so every aspect of working with this man is a nightmare. <laughs> An M nightmare. Um, <laughs> shut it down. Let's go home. Trust the process. Okay, okie dokie, Gordon's here. Wait, did he just end his career? Man, Kyrie was here, and we were like in Rozier, and we hoped to get even McCleaver this year. But stop it, that's not what we decided to hear. All the young players were invited to steer. Stevens had no fear. He said, no problem, we got a great team. Just look at that roster. But we didn't have time to waste. We recognized Tice played nice for fans. Took no time to play in the kind of way that culminates in winning 16 straight. What we found was great. We watched these incredible games like Golden State and come back late. Let's give them praise. Our rookies have been great. Yeah, Jason Tate, but also Sammy Ojolet. Come on. The Seas are my favorite team. So sing along if you rock that selfish green. LeBron's been a rival with that final streak. But hopefully we come out of the East. Yeah, we have some injuries. We hate them like Tommy hates referees. But him and Gorman are right when they yell and scream. Hopefully we come out of the East. Okay, holy moly, Jalen's here. Short shorts, long arms, and crazy hair. He's been for real in his sophomore year. And he's got me feeling. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.